This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. Rise up. The answer lies in the heart of battle. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Hadouken! This week, Project CD Red apologizes to gamers. We also get our first look at Super Mario 3D World expansion Bowser's Fury. Then, in our final stage rundown, we look back at the Kone Khan inspired beat-em-up based on the cult classic graphic novel and movie Scott Pilgrim vs. the World as Ubisoft brings it back for a new generation of gamers. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Welcome back to another episode of Select Start. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. I hope everybody had a great week. This is a historic week, to say the least. Not just because of what's going on in the real world, but it's my birthday. Or at least it was uh, on the 14th. And uh, before I even get started, just want to thank everybody from family to friends and especially my, the friends uh, that I have in the ACMG Facebook group uh, who wish me a happy birthday. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, we, we're not doing the same thing that we're doing last year. Last year I was in New York, you know, living it up and having a lot of fun with my wife. And, um, you know, due to COVID, that's not happening. So you got to make the best of it. And what better way to do it than be quarantined at home, eating Cajun food, and also, you know, just chilling and then relaxing, quarantining and keeping safe. And, you know, I got my PS5, so I'm chill. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm grateful. For everything that I have, I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful for breathing. Um, I, I, you know, right now, I mean, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been much, much worse. And it has for a lot of people. But, you know, in terms of me, um, you know, I didn't get off unscathed, I would say. But, you know, you make the best of it. You may not be able to do everything you can right now. But, you know, we are leading on to a better country. And, you know, it's going to be darkest before it's dawn. But for what it's worth, I am very happy for what has happened in my life in 2020. I'm grateful and I'm looking forward to seeing what's happening in 2021. Hopefully we can have more of the same, if not better. I'm leaning to the to the better, if you don't mind. So, um, you know, let's get to it. This is my, my fiscal year is officially on as of right now. So we got a lot of news to talk about in the world of gaming and then even furthermore one of the best gifts that i possibly had is from ubisoft who brought back scott pilgrim versus the world and we're going to talk about that in our top segment today because if you've not played this game in hell if you've not watched a movie or read the graphic novel which i am huge fans of you're gonna learn today <laughs> and you're gonna learn sunday too because i'm gonna talk about the movie on sunday we're gonna look back at the movie as well that has an all-star cast you know at the time i don't think it was all-star but I, when you look back now the cast in that movie is just unbelievable and everything that was put together was unbelievable so we're going to talk about all of that on that uh on the sunday show along with wandavision as well of course um so definitely look forward to seeing that episode but today we're going to talk about the game because the game is a undeniable cult classic uh, beat em up. That was a Kony Okan inspired game. So, I mean, there's a lot of significant. It, this is one of those games that that you look at like it's an art, like it's a work of art, a significant work of art in the gallery. And we'll talk about that why, uh, talk about why that is in uh, our final stage segment indeed. But we got some news to talk about. So, we're going to jump right on it. Um, I think the first order of news, and this was just, I think this may, be a, may have been another birthday gift for me because. Lo and behold, the co-founder of 
Project CD Red did something that I never thought any other person would do. Uh, I can't get his name completely. I believe it's, um, what, how does he pronounce it? It is Marcin Iwinsnik, or Winsky, I believe, uh, who's the co-founder of Project CD Red. He did a video, about five-minute video, didn't need to do any longer than that, and it was a five-minute video literally apologizing to all of the gamers, like myself and many others, who brought the the old-gen console version of Cyberpunk and the results that came after that. Can I tell you, I won't go into, into detail as to what he said. You could definitely go onto Cyberpunk um, 2077 Facebook page or Twitter page or whatnot. And if you own a PlayStation 5, the video pops up right on there. You can see it. That's how I end up seeing it. And then I looked for it so I could put it on the uh, ACMG Facebook group on there as well. But it blew me away to see somebody take responsibility like this. And it, uh, you think that this is a normal thing? This is not. I can name maybe two, th two or three companies that has that that never and, and maybe just more than that. But I can name you know on the top of my head three companies that does that. And you know, shout out to one of my ACMG Facebook um, members. He goes by the name of the Fat Man. <laughs> uh, but he pointed out the third one. Because I totally, I don't know why, but I extremely agree with this one. But, you know, you got game companies like 2K Games. You got, um, who else? Uh, game Crystal Dynamics uh, with Marvel Avengers. You know, I can't stop talking about that. 2K Games, um, you know, their WWE 2K, you know, series that they squandered to the ground until Ukes left them. <laughs> and, 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 of course, virtually everything EA <laughs> to this extent ea has their ways of doing things that are very questionable as well but they don't answer up or own up to it which is why like i respect guys like mike herman from retro soft studio who's been very transparent in the progress of retro um retro mania you know uh, uh wrestling and i was just i was astounded by this five minute video of him apologizing and explaining what went into the situations and what they thought they could do with the game and um, why it didn't turn out that way. Regardless of the excuse, the fact of the matter is he put himself on the line and apologized. And I don't know if that was the the PR thing to do or this is not. I mean, even if it was the PR thing to do in this case, it's still better, better than not doing it at all because there are companies who don't apologize. There are companies who try to gloss over this situation, despite the many of people who post on their Twitter accounts or whatever, complaining about this. And they have this systematic way of handling problems and, and facing and facing up to problems. I hate that. It, it, to me, it's unethical. To me, it doesn't, it, it doesn't speak any way of any line of respect to the gamer or the gaming consumer for that matter. It, it just, it, it, it burns me to high heaven. Like if you made a mistake, own up to it. Why is that such a problem? Well, I gotta get, I give credit to, to the co-founder here. He, you know, regardless if this was a PR decision to do, it was the right decision to do because it doesn't happen. And hopefully that this is the beginning of more like this. This is a new, this is this should be a new trend that has happened and oh my goodness i can't tell you how many times like if you've been playing marvel avengers and you know what's been going on with that game and what you experienced in that game prior to the new generation uh, the new gen games coming out i mean game consoles i should say that has been coming out they have been pretending that things are not happening or if they kind of do, they say it in a way that doesn't emit wrong, but they're just saying, you know, we're always looking to improve and, and thank you for, you know, all of the, you know, it, it's always this, this fake kind of, you know, smiling your face, but you know what you're really doing behind your back type of thing. And it's, it, it's, it's just, it's an old way of handling 
you know, of, of customer service that, that, that absolutely needs to change. So I am, you know, I, I got my refund back from Cyberpunk 2077. I, that's not to say I didn't enjoy what I saw in there. I saw the potential of what this was going to be. I saw the, the ideal of what PC gamers were able to, um, you know, enjoy. PC gamers enjoy this game immensely. But if it was a PC only game, this will be an awesome game. This will be probably game of the year if it was PC exclusive. The problem is it's not. It was meant for multiple systems and therefore it needs to work multiple systems. I cannot stand when I hear people online talk about, well, you should have got the PC version. No, that's not an excuse. I hate to use this, this, this example, but that's like you dating somebody who, you know, cheated on you or did something really bad to you. And that's you saying, well, you should have went this way. You should have went with this person. Or you, no, that's not the point. The per, the fact of the matter is that person should have been treating you the way that you should have been, that you deserve to be treated, that you should have been treated with the best of intentions. This is the same thing. You deserve the best quality that they provide, that they claim uh, from your money. You paid 60 to over a hundred dollars for a game experience to suspend your disbelief and you do no matter from which system that you get it to and all you ask is that you want a fluid experience i'll give netherrealm studios once again a great example of this because they i've played mortal kombat 11 on the playstation 5 and i played uh it, but before that i played it on the nintendo switch can i tell you how great those that company is who also, by the way, like Project CD Red, works with Warner Brothers. So that even makes it worse. You know, they've worked with Warner Brothers way before Project CD Red. If people don't know that um, Cyberpunk 2077 is a Warner Brothers, uh, they're in connection with Warner Brothers. You'll see the logo in the beginning of the um, of the game. So when you have one of the biggest studios in the world backing you up you damn sure better do right just like crystal dynamics they got marvel behind their back and which means they also have disney behind their back so you damn sure better come correct and neither did but netherrealm who work with uh wb studio game studios for years they always on point and they were continuing to be on point with the nintendo switch version which although the graphics is downgraded it can never reach up to that of PlayStation 4 or even, you know, definitely not PlayStation 5 level, that they were able to make a fun, fluid game experience that allowed them to not have any crashes, not have any bugs. It, I, it was really, I mean, I, the only crash that I had with that game was in a crypt because that's an online connected type of thing. But the offline features and everything with it was perfect it was fine the frame rate was great they sacrificed graphic uh you know graphic power for frame rate because they want you to be able to compete online just like everybody else be able to pull off combos everybody else so that was understandable and they told us this and that's what we got project cd red dropped the ball with this and people were trying to defend it they were trying to use confirmation bias to gloss over the fact that they they failed at this. And now we got one of the first guys I've ever saw from a major company or seen from a major company that has stepped up, taken the bullet from, from his uh, employees, from his staff to put it together. And he took the bullet and said, this is all on me. Thank you. Thank you to him for doing that. Thank you for him for putting himself on the line. Uh, it, I thought it was an awesome video. I thought it was an awesome apology. And it's, when I see stuff like that, that actually that actually makes me more appreciative um, than anything. I, I absolutely respect what he has done. And it's because of that, honestly, that down the line, when they fix all the bugs there's they're planning to do a lot of upgrades and free patches and upgrades uh for people 
probably due to all the chaos of this and the debacle and the huge i mean if you have been on this thing has been all over the news that's how big th this debacle has gotten for them it's a shame because you know it's a shame because you know when you got a game that was promoting keanu reeves in it and all such like that it it's a shame that they had to go and do that and it, it's sad i mean like i told you like a few weeks ago it was on the daily show with trevor noah and, and it, if you watch that show he's an avid gamer but he still never he mentions you know jokingly some game references and stuff because i think he understands his his demographic of who's watching his show but for him to bring that up on the daily show which mostly and primarily talks about politics 99.8 percent that tell that speaks volumes that speaks volumes so i you know it it, it got a lot of exposure and and uh negative exposure the wrong type of exposure um down the line i you know because of their honesty and the fact that they even did this much i am aiming to actually you know reinvest in this game maybe down the line when they finally get things done now i have a ps5 now too so i mean it, I'm, it's bound to look better than it was before plus they haven't produced the playstation 5 version yet so that's the other thing and the playstation 5 version that's the other thing i think people don't understand it hasn't and it, this is the part that I, I find it funny because there are some people who i don't think understand what they're looking at or what because i just asked a question uh recently in our facebook group uh asking people about ray tracing and whether it has whether it has made a really big impact in their gameplay experience from a visual perspective and there were some people who didn't understand what ray tracing rendering is and you know and, and others did and they you know one in particular you know had my same thoughts he said um i wouldn't say it's mind-blowing uh, it it's a mind-blowing difference but it effective it's effective enough to you know that going back to the last gen games it's kind of where once you see it uh he referenced miles morales and I, I can also use that reference as well miles morales is a slight difference but i wouldn't say that it's a major difference i don't think we're going to see anything that utilizes the ray tracing to its fullest probably not until early 2022 and more when when things get more established when they start making games that can fully fluidly utilize that uh new console um i know devil may cry 5 which i also got too it the ray tracing seems to do do a little bit wrong for that game I, there's i've i have experienced some crashes with the devil may cry 5 game unfortunately like the devil may, the, the um the the playstation 4 version always worked fine i never had any trouble with that but the playstation 5 version the special edition for some reason that's not been working too good in terms of um you know fluid gameplay process it, it just it, every once in a while it shuts down i don't know why um but you know this is the early stages of everything i get it but i think down the line if things are going to get more established it'll start looking better you start seeing the true difference of the playstation uh five and xbox series x and such like that too so but you know kudos to him kudos to him and it, it's stuff like that that you know it's it's companies that like that that i will be happy to back and i i hope that they I, i'm i think they will eventually get all this in in the deal i think i just think in the future more companies need to be patient do do like literally have a wristband that says what would square enix do because like i said before square enix does it right they they take their god-given time to come out with a game and then when it does there's never any complaints about crashes there's never any complaints about glitches or bugs or anything final fantasy 15 took over a decade to make one of the best games of that year when it when it arrived final fantasy 7 remake people absolutely love it what the role-playing game of the year for the game awards no problems there so you know there is absolutely no excuse patience is a virtue so I, i'm looking forward to seeing the uh the progress of that game when it when it, uh as the time goes by because it, it looks like it's going to be a long-running type of situation for what it's worth 
I did enjoy the story aspect. I'm not a big fan of the first person shooter that's just in general but it shouldn't take away from whether that game is really good or not i thought the game had something that grabbed me in i am not the best role play um you know for uh third person for the first person um you know gamer out there first person games is just something that i cannot really get down with i mostly just from a perspective i'm not a fan of just eye view i want to see the character model actually move and do some cool stuff like i'm playing um the yakuza games right now and i love just looking at them and doing all the moves and all these crazy things and stuff that uh, right now so i miles morales love that game love to see i i can't i would never be able to first of all if i played spider-man in for in first person view i think i would get air sick it's <laughs> just swinging around the city to that nature or something like that so I, I, I really appreciate it. I thank you to the co-founder and, and just everybody in general. I know at the end of the day, they are all trying their best to come out with something special, but you know, it, it got rushed and it came out unfinished. And that's the result, regardless of what that, what the reasons, the detailed reasons is the summary of it all is that it came out unfinished. Um, it came out in, incomplete. It came out, you know, not the way that it was supposed to and they're looking to fix it so there you have it and again i i also know that this is becoming in a major or important thing because a lot of other people are mentioning it as well in terms of their games being um developed kenny omega of aew you know he's one of the guys that's overseeing the aew games and the new aew video game on his show he mentioned that he did not want to rush this thing so he's waiting he's taking it they're taking their time to make sure that everything is tight that they don't want to rushed unfinished and that was an indication right there that he was referring to project cd red and all these other companies that are doing the same thing in this practice of just coming out with unfinished games hoping to finish it as you gradually plan it no don't keep don't don't release beta don't release beta games people that's what it comes down to because if it's unfinished and you're still finding all these bugs and everything and you expect all of the gamers to report and everything that's still we're, we're now paid we're, we're beta testers who pay to beta test <laughs> that's not fair that is not fair at all so let's see how this goes hopefully 2021 will be the beginning of a new practice for these game developers as well so other news i want to talk about we talked about i, I mentioned uh square enix and final fantasy 7 for a bit well let's segue over to that because also this week twitter was trending hard with the word that square enix has trademarked the following titles ever crisis and the first soldier uh some of which some of the twitter accounts also posted pictures of the character known as Zach Fair. When you hear the term crisis in response to Final Fantasy VII, there's only one thing that hardcore fans are gonna think of, and that is Crisis Core. And many believe that this title could be targeted for the second chapter of the Final Fantasy Remake series for those who played the first game, you got to see Zack at the end of the game. And, uh, and it appears that he's still alive or they just showed a flash of him, whatever. They're still undetermined as to what was going on with that. But that was a big teaser to end off uh, for the uh, game. And it, it, it appears to be, he, it, a lot of people think he's alive because this is a retelling of the Final Fantasy game. So there's some things from the original game that has stayed, but there's some slight detours of storyline uh, storytelling and narrative that they're going in a different direction here and it's going to be interesting um to see what happens here in the original final fantasy 7 zach was a member of soldier and friend of cloud who was uh with him during the events of zephyroth uh pursuit for answers and locations of his mother genova um and and nebelham he joined soldier uh, at the age of 13 as it has been said and ranking up to second class uh within soldier he then made it uh to first class after the events of the uh, wutai war and it was then 
that he met Cloud, who was just a foot soldier in the ranks of the Shinra uh, military army. He also met and fell in love with Aerith in the slums of Midgar as well. Both Zack and Cloud were uh, apprehended by uh, Shinra for five years of experimentations by Hojo, hence the Mako eyes that they have and uh, that you see in the game and they constantly talk about, which a lot of people, which is why a lot of people think or thought that Cloud was a member of Soldier, because all of these Soldier members had that as well. Uh, through some of the, some form of PTSD though, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going ahead of myself. Um, the two actually did uh, manage to escape. However, not unharmed as Zack sacrificed himself to save Cloud. Um, through some form of PTSD, Cloud uh, lost his memory and takes his persona of the falling friend Zack. So the whole entire time we see Cloud, he has the persona of Zack and he only has the memories of Zack. And every once in a while, if you saw, if you played, rather you played the original game or the remake, you see him go through these little PTSD moments that he starts sparking memories that are coming out of Zephyroth and all these other things that are coming back to his memory. All of the events of Zack was played outside, uh, out in a single player action RPG spinoff of the original Final Fantasy VII entitled Crisis Core, which came out in 2007 for the PSP. You, if you've listened to this show and, and, and like many times, I have mentioned Crisis Core as one of my all time favorite PSP games, and I want that game to come back. This gave players a fully fleshed out telling of Zack's story, including the infamous encounter with Zephyroth, who began burning and destroying the town of Nibbleham Helm, uh, which is also the town Tifa and Cloud grew up on. So there's slightly the connections of that. Um, myself and others have been praying for Square Enix to re-release the game for future consoles. And while that has yet to happen, it appears that we may get it in the form of an upcoming sequel. It is very possible. Uh, it, it might be under a different name too. So, uh, it, it, I, and that's what I thought when I first played the game as well is that we may get a chance to play as Zack in the second chapter slightly having a bit of a a uh, throwback of the crisis core and I, I man if i still you know the funny thing is i think i still have the umd which is the cartridge um which is the disc cartridge based type of system that the psp had and i also have my original psp as well i don't know if, if it still works but crisis core was one of my favorite games i've beaten i, I enjoyed the game so much i've beaten it multiple times particularly for the end because it was something that i've never seen before it was very creative very dramatic very cinematic and what happens is and i hate to spoil this but you know if you know if you've played the game before you you know what happens but at the end as he's saving cloud you know shinra military army and soldier and soldier um recruits are shooting at zach they're lighting him up with bullets and as as this is happening the credits the end credits are rolling up it is it's quite dramatic but also quite humorous as well it's like this is such a delicate moment and they got the credits rolling of all the staff and everybody involved in the game and there's some slightly in credit scenes in it as well but it was one of the first action rpg games that square enix has worked on for the final fantasy series um and it led to becoming the template for other games like final fantasy 15 and now final fantasy 7 remake uh final fantasy zero i believe as well also has some of that as well so um it was at the time it was my favorite final fantasy game because i am not a turn-based fan at all i'm an action-based fan and when action RPG started really kicking in 3D and in, in 3D mode and Square Enix was involved, I that was my go-to. That was my favorite game. And I, I always loved the story of Final Fantasy VII. I always loved a lot of the stories that they did, but I'm not a turn-based fan. Technically, I'm still not to this day, but I still I am opening myself up to it to with some new games like Persona and like a and Yakuza like a dragon and stuff like that. Fairy Tale is one of my favorites, of course. But I, I, you know, it was at the time I was not having it. So 
Crisis Core was definitely my go-to for that. And it was, how they put that together was so great. The story was great. Uh, it was also voice acting as well, which was something that was not a thing for Final Fantasy VII. I, I know they had another action-based um, game. Uh, I forgot which one it was that, but it was said to be like really bad. And it was mostly cinematic and more cinematic than uh, gameplay. But this is good. This is really, really good. And I'm looking forward to this and seeing where they go with this. But I've enjoyed the first one. I can't wait for the second one. I trust everything that they're doing. They have not stirred us wrong in a long time. I don't count Marvel Avengers for that either because they're just publishing it. I that's a that's a crystal dynamics issue. But anything in terms of Final Fantasy, they do not mess up because they are the developers of their own stuff. <laughs> so there you have it with that. Um, we're gonna change it to talk. We're gonna change the subject here of Final Fantasy to talk about Nintendo. Uh, Super Mario 3D World, the expansion that they're coming out with called Bowser's Fury. It is finally uh, released with a new video, a first look at what we're going to expect for that game. And uh, a slight, slight, slight synopsis of what the game is going to be about. So Bowser has become uncontrolled, some form of uncontrollable giant. They don't tell you exactly how, but he has lost all control. He kind of looks like Venom. <laughs> in this i don't know so he might have encountered something that made him become a giant in this new world and he turned he, he turns dark it looks like a symbiote that he's in uh that's inhabited in him and he's become merciless as ever mario who for some reason teams up with bowser jr um teams up with him to help bring him back to normal so that's pretty much the gist of the actual story of that it's nothing really in detail or not it's simple effective so uh the trailer starts with a huge ominous uh cat bell which is the cat bell that mario gets to turn to put on a cat suit and a dark and rainy island which is i believe the island that he's on throughout the uh original super mario 3d world game we then see mario wearing a variety of suits including the cat suit the boomerang koopa suit the uh tanuki uh suit which is the same suit that you are familiar with from super mario 3 as he ventures through various 3d stages um we also see him riding on what appears to be some sort of a sea monster or a dragon uh, i don't i think that's a something new that they added on for it i i know that the stages in the game are they look bigger than they ever were before in a 3d uh in in a super mario 3d world almost to almost to the extent of uh mario odyssey it looks really huge it looks beautiful uh, just the little things in there. That, I mean, the free roaming stages are beautiful. They're bright, colorful, uh, shadowing it, when he showed the dark and gloomy stages as well are great. Um, the, it is, it is vast too. It's a lot of, lot of space in there. Uh, but it's what you expect on these new Mario games now. Just the little things too, like the reflection in the water, uh, it, that with the sun hitting it, it just stood out to me. And there's no ray tracing of that game because that's uh, that rendering cannot be done and <laughs> and and with the power of the um with the power of the nintendo uh switch it just can't but they managed to always make it work somehow like i said i i don't think ray tracing just it's a it's a cute new feature but it's not something that change make changes everything about the game experience so um we were excited about reflections way before and if we did if they if there was never mention of the term ray tracing nobody would even know the difference that's my point <laughs> there are uh, a lot of epic boss battles uh moments that we saw in this video as well include a battle with bowser that has you becoming a giant as well or i should say mario becomes a giant uh ready to face a um face him in a sort of, sort of like a ultraman kaiju type battle uh, or a Power Rangers type battle of Titans, you know, if you will. So I thought that was pretty cool. Well, you also see Mario turn into what it looks like to be a lion suit. But the funny part is, is that the hairstyle looks like a Super Saiyan. And it's like, okay, you kind of, you kind of know that this is kind of coming, you know, kind of a dig or a reference for Dragon Ball Z in this case. It looks exactly like Goku's spiked up super saying hair style in there as well so uh i'm looking forward to it it's coming out at the near the end of february i believe uh so 
I am looking forward to that. And that also in Persona Scramble is coming out too. So I'm looking forward to both of those games. I'm I'm excited for February when those two games come out as well. So uh, last bit of news I want to have because I'd never mentioned this before. And if I didn't mention this, I would be uh, remiss if I didn't. And I would kick myself not to mention this. Cyber Shadow by Yacht Club Games is coming January 26th and today's the 15th happy MLK day this is his actual birthday happy birthday to the one and only and that is two I would say somewhat a little over a week from now from today uh so it's coming out on Tuesday and if you don't remember for those who again who have listened to the show consistently if you guys remember I believe last year or the year before I gotta look back at this uh I interviewed David D'Angelo from Yacht Club Games to talk about this because they announced it I think way back on E3 or something to that extent that this was coming out and I don't know why it took so long for it to come out I they didn't say but it's coming out finally we're finally getting a chance to see this January 26, 2021. Uh, this game will be reviewed in the coming weeks on this show. And also, in honor of that, I will also replay the interview I had with David D'Angelo. So I will re-up that interview uh, on air. But you can also check out that uh, interview on the Talk Time Live exclusive page to um, check out the interview and everything that it entails, the behind the scenes and all the stuff that we talked about involving this game. So check it out and we also talk about shovel knight of course too if you guys know yacht club games they're also the guys responsible for shovel knights as well so and we talk about a lot of the games that i've probably already played by now from them including their melee game which is awesome that i've reviewed a while back so the gameplay is to be a hybrid of castlevania uh ninja gaiden and mega uh, mega man as well so you have all those uh you know Get forms of gameplay in there as well i'm looking forward to it it looks awesome it looks old school i i might actually i'm the way it looked i'm hoping that i'm going to enjoy this better than the original ninja gaiden because as much as i love the original ninja gaiden i suck at that game i absolutely 100 suck at that game that game is so challenging even to this day like it's on the nintendo online library they even have a special version of it that gets you to the end I still can't beat it. It sucks. Like, even if I watch YouTube clips of it, it's like, it's not that I can't beat it or I will never have to beat it. It's just like, I don't have the energy to put in there. Cause this is one of the Ninja Gaiden, the original Ninja Gaiden is one of those old school games that will have you grinding so hard. But by the time you finally beat it, it there's, there's a huge sense of a satisfaction and reward to it but you are mentally drained. And I can tell you as a person who beat the original Metroids and Mother Brain, and I I remember that day vividly when I was at my, when I was in my room and I was just constantly playing this over, grinding, grinding. And I think it was one missile. I had, in fact, I had one spark of energy left and I had one missile that went into Mother Brain and my goodness, I finally beat her. And I'm not joking. I fell to the ground. This I, I'm like, I'm probably like a, I'm probably was like what, 13, 14 or something of that nature back then. And God, I wish I, I wish I still had the VHS tape. I used to record my gameplay experiences. And I believe that was one of the games that I did. And I, man, I got to tell you, I, before, before we had the technology to record um, our gameplay footage easily on the, on the uh Nintendo, on the playstation uh five uh, four and five and the xboxes now i used to hook it up hook up my vhs player to be able to do that <laughs> as well so you know this is far and away so much user friendly and easier to do than what i had to do to record all of my gameplay footage and stuff like that back then it, uh, i wish i still had that vhs tape uh the games that i've played on a nintendo entertainment system would have been awesome uh just just to see so you know, look out, look for uh, Cyber Shadow by Yacht Club Games. It's coming January 26th. I'm looking forward to that as well. Folks, that will do it for this part of the show. We're going to take a break, come back, and we're going to talk all things Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Ubisoft is bringing it back for the new generation. Find out why you need to play this game after this. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! back with our final stage rundown this is not a review this week because this game is already all right it was released like years ago damn near over a decade ago and spoiler alert this game is so awesome it deserves an a plus for a lot of reasons but we're talking about none other than scott pilgrim versus the world the game that ubisoft created years ago to commemorate the movie that came out as well as the graphic novel it was based on and this game, oh, this game is so awesome. The, the the graphic novel by Brian Lee O'Malley that had the comic book world, you know, clamor for this game. And it, is, it spawned and inspired a movie that is now a cult classic and legendary for a lot of reasons. Uh, not just for uh, Edgar Wright's creative aspect to it but also the tribute to video games the all-star you know lineup of uh actors that it was involved in this a lot of them marvel some dc inspired actors that are we now know and love today uh it's just awesome and he also just created possibly one of the best <laughs> it's hard it's hard to say it's like this is a comic this is one of the best combo games Ever. I mean, we talk about we talk about games like um, the Arkham series from DC and Injustice and stuff like that. And we also talk about, you know, Spider-Man. You know, we we seldomly forget that God Pilgrim versus the world is a comic book. It's a graphic novel, you know, to be honest, which is a comic book, by the way. Um, but, you know, this has to be in the list of best comic inspired games and movie based games of all time and it, it, it hits three different genres in one video game cult classics uh the, you know the game is a kunio khan aspire for those who don't know or remember um kunio khan or you know river city ransom style gameplay uh where it has a lot of rpg elements and you know it actually this may you know not until river city girls this was probably the best Kunio Khan inspired game ever, but uh, River City Girls is a Kunio Khan game. It's a, which is a beat em up RPG game. Uh, it's pretty awesome. This game is just fantastic for a lot of reasons. And we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it because Ubisoft brought it back out for all of the systems, uh, for PlayStation, uh, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch. So if, yes, if you have a Nintendo Switch, you can play this in the palm of your hands and you can play it anywhere you want. And this is one of the best pick up and play games you could possibly ever want to play. And if you've never played this game before, I highly recommend you go out of your way to check this out. If you never watched a movie, I highly recommend going out of your way and checking that out. Because uh, like I said, this Sunday, we're going to talk about that. Along with WandaVision, we're going to look back at that movie. I just watched that movie on my birthday yesterday while I was also playing this game. And it still holds up true. All of it. So Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the video game. It, it it's very simplistically plays the narrative of the entire graphic novel and the movie to a T like everything that you read in the book it covers everything that you saw in the movie it like all three of them did great the graphic novel was awesome 
and then you also play watch the movie that really word by word scene by scene does everything that the comic book does or the graphic novel does and then you play the game which really captures the essence of what the game was uh, about what the game what the narrative of the game was about and it just it does it so greatly and it pays homage to a lot of different game genres as well like super mario uh three um you know kunio uh con games or river city ransom um double dragon all these games it, it is it's just pretty pretty fantastic and on top of that they also added the art style and it was you know looked it was uh overseen by animator paul robertson who a lot of people know is one of the best pixel art uh and animators out there he is uh from australia he is he's awesome he uh, if you you've probably seen his work i mean if you played the game you've seen his work if you watch a lot of crazy pixel animated uh shorts on adult swim that's him he's done a lot the dude is awesome and they wanted him to be the one to oversee the creative aspect and a design of the game because it just fit perfectly to what they were trying to do and he managed to do it and it as, as a result became one of the best looking games out there if, if very fluid like honestly i aside from phoenix uh what is it uh immortal, immortal phoenix rising i don't re remember the last game that i played from ubisoft that was this enjoyable except for this and then they then they announced that they were returning to do this and i was like oh yeah scott pilgrim is one of the greatest games they've ever produced <laughs> and ubisoft has produced some really great games but it just i i can't nothing to to the extent of the term iconic scott pilgrim is definitely an iconic game made by this company and it's just it's awesome um there's so much to this so the new version is out and this was a this is pretty much the extended version a special edition version that they came out with because back then there were dlc that came out that included extra characters in here this one will provide all of the extra characters in the game now so you have all these different options here you have the story mode which again they pay homage to a lot of things the minute that you turn on the game they have the uh character select which is a reference to super mario brothers 2 <laughs> where you got up to four players and that's the difference that's the new feature that they have this time because the other one wasn't i believe the other one was co-op but this one is online play so you could play up to four different characters online all together uh going through these different stages and helping each other out uh you also have the dr double dragon slash contra option to uh inflict damage to your partner you can also opt out of doing that as well uh but that was one of the things that i that a lot of gamers from back in the 80s hated it's like games that allow you to inflict damage on your partner it was one of the, it was one of the funniest but worst feature like options to ever put in a in a, any game but contra was one of them because like you wanted to gain the you know you wanted to gain the life of another person you had to take a life from your partner but here in this in a character select uh mode you have the options to play as scott kim who's the one of the band members slash one of the um one of scott's ex-girlfriends you got uh, stills in here you got ramona of course uh the recent love interest of scott you got knives who was the young 15 year old girlfriend of scott as well wallace his um neighbor, his uh best friend slash uh roommate is on here as well so those were knives and wallace were the two new characters that you had to uh, buy as dlc but the new special edition version they're all combined they're all included in here you don't have to pay any extra for this as well so you had those options you also have uh three difficulty levels to play through um average joe rough and tough and supreme master uh in here as well if you want to be challenged and you also have network game which i believe that's the mode that you can uh do the multiplayer in here as well so you have that option to do um and you also have extra game mode now i don't recall ever i don't remember if this was on the original version i totally forgot but this has boss rush which allows you to fight every single no i do i do recall they had this i do remember this so if you don't want to go through all the stages like once you beat the game and you're already 
leveled up and everything you can just go straight to the uh source and go to the boss battles and do a boss rush and just play as all the boss battles right there so it's sort of kind of like an arcade fighting game slash melee type game here as well uh you also have survival horror uh i don't remember that was in there battle royal mode is in here as well and dodgeball the dodgeball is definitely a kunio khan inspired uh, uh game here because if anybody's played any of the river city games which by the way those games are available on uh nintendo uh what is it nintendo's eShop as well you can play all the river city kunio khan games that are all available on there Some, i think some of the japanese versions are on there i know the super nintendo versions are not on there but dodgeball is one of the favorites of this game as well so they have all these options here and basically what you do oh yeah i'm playing i'm actually playing it right now and i'm seeing what they've done here yeah i do remember um that they had all these options on here so this game provides a lot of great fanfare that retro gamers love but also fans of the actual series loves as well oh god nigga scott <laughs> i love this game i love this game so much but um i mean by the way i'm not only just i have my nintendo switch in my hand as i'm going through this but i'm also watching uh gameplay footage on my tv as they're going along with this as well so the other added option here too is the ubisoft connect which was never on air before too and if you uh own if you have an ubisoft connect account i guess that means that you're going to be able to you know have achievements goals that that are met that will allow you to get extra uh you know items or whatever like that because that's what you could do for a more uh, immortal phoenix rising as well and so you go through the game and you go through the story mode here and you pick out your character which i'm going to pick scott and which is on level 16 the thing i love about this game is that it's not about challenge it's not just about challenge it's more is just as much about having fun with the game so you gradually level up in the game and it saves all of your all of what you've earned in this game you go through a map in the game that is very similar to that of super mario 3 and you go through all these different stages as you fight through all of the seven evil exes of scott pilgrim again if you have not read the actual graphic novel or watch the movie the basic premise of this is that scott meets ramona who he ends up falling in love with he ends up uh trying to date her but she warns him that in order to truly date her she uh he has to get through her seven evil exes and this all leads to this video game like uh narrative and an experience that has you going against these stages that are fighting through his evil exes and you have to specify exes that not ex-boyfriends but exes because one of them uh is a girl that she dated as well who just happens to be a ninja so it's over the top it's one of those situations from a video game standpoint it should work from a comic book standpoint it's crazy enough to work from a movie standpoint this should not have worked and credit to Edgar Wright and this is one of the movies that really made people respect what he has done which is why people were so excited for him to uh to do Ant-Man when he was doing it and it was sad when he you know had to and he decided to uh jump out of there and not do the do that project so uh the man is just awesome he is just absolutely awesome but I tell you I I'm sad that he didn't do scott uh that he didn't do ant-man but i am grateful that he did scout pilgrim because again watching that just recently uh yesterday on my birthday it lived up it still lived up it's still a great game i was still smiling gleefully and appreciative of what it was done and all the video game old school references that it made and it's just so great it, I, i'm looking at this thing like this is so crazy it really in hindsight this should not have worked from just so many standpoints and they made it work and i think that's the amazing part of why people love the movie so much but the game is just great it's a well-balanced game and as you gradually progress through the stages scott earns like just pennies of a dollar to try and buy ways to stat to um you know he, he buys food he buys you know records other items and all this stuff which actually builds more on his stats you know he as you keep playing through the game and it, which when you watch the movie it makes sense to why it to what they're doing in the game here but every time you 
you know, it's okay to, you know, what which I love, and every game should ever do this, but it's okay to lose. It's okay to, um, to mess up. It's okay to have to start over again. Because every time you do, you get stronger every single time. And that's basically the design of what they did with the game. It's like every time, you don't, it's hard at first, and even still, when you notice significantly, Scott and all the characters that you play as, they start off very weak. They start, he's, he, his movement is slow, his actions is slow, his actions is not powerful, it takes longer for him to defeat characters and, and, and bad guys or whatever, and, and uh, uh, exes in this game. And then if you play through it again and again, the experience is different. It's kind of like what, I, what the experience that you have with Hades. It's, it's that sense like when you start over it's like a whole new game experience in there this is kind of the same thing it's when you start playing through it over and over again you're playing stronger you're leveling up better and as you level up you also gain new moves so you advance there are some pretty cool moves that just blows enemies away and allows you to earn more as well and it's pretty cool so like i'm at level 16 with this right now and i have gained a ton of new moves in here that I am just blowing characters away and the animations again are awesome as you're playing through this um and everything is super deformed too so that was another thing too like if you watch the if you watch the video game if you watch the actual um or watch played the graphic novel or um you notice that they're not super deformed but again this is Konyokan, and if you play the the river city ransom games or Konyokan games then you know the character Kunio and all of them are super deformed but when you look at the actual illustrations of them they're not so they, that's the that's the way they played it for a while so um Paul Robertson did a great job creating a like super deformed chibi or or, or chibli style or chibi style uh form of gameplay here and it's awesome like even now like I, I feel stronger I feel faster I'm at a higher level than most um let me see all of my move sets you have up to like about 17 levels and i pretty much got all of my move set um you know unlocked at this point and you start developing different moves like doubles like double stomps uh double jumps stuff like that and it, it just becomes a lot more fun and enjoyable to play so by the time you beat the game it's so much fun you end up wanting to you end up replaying it more and more the replay value is so awesome here so again if you love good old style old school games and this is probably one of this if this was an arcade this would have been one of the most played arcade games ever and you know if you play games like teenage mutant Ninja turtles back in the day in the arcades or the simpsons or um you know captain america and the avengers and stuff like that this levels up to this it's actually honestly because this is a modern day retro style game this supersedes all of them i should also note that there are also codes that help you you know get through certain stages or get different types of weapons or or better currency and all that stuff and it's just a lot of fun it just the whole game is a tribute to video games in general and it's also you know uh, celebrating the game the graphic novel and the movie itself but at, at, at its core it's a celebration of video games and that you cannot appreciate more enough so people like i said if you have not played this game if you like old school retro games like i do like many others do and if you love this movie go out of your way to play it if you have not watched the movie if you have not played the uh read the graphic novel here's what you do start by buying this game if you like this game find out why this game was made go read the graphic novel then after all that go check out the movie and be amazed as to how much and how close to source that movie is to the graphic novel that will blow your mind as to how what, what Edgar Wright did and you remember when it comes to making comic book inspired movies they don't make movies that they don't make movies seriously that like are exactly like what you see in game which was exactly like what you see in 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 video game um in in the comics like there are two movies that i can say that word from word scene from scene is exactly like what you saw 
in the graphic novel. That is The Watchmen, and that is Scout Pilgrim versus the World. Every other movie based on a comic book that you've ever seen, they change up the storyline or narrative or whatever like that, and they keep some of the source material and, and source, you know, uh, premise of it, but then they kind of go into their own variation and version of it. Not Scout Pilgrim versus the World. They absolutely, word from word, scene from scene, it's amazing what Edgar Wright has done for that movie. It's amazing what Ubisoft and 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 Robert um, Paul Robertson has done for the game, and it's amazing. The entire series is just awesome. Go out of your way to check this out. I highly recommend it. It is awesome. Again, this is not a review. This is just a look back because this game was already reviewed highly by myself and many others back in the day in 2010. It is no, it's, it remains the same now. So thank you Ubisoft for bringing this back and not only just bringing it back, thank you for bringing it back on my birthday because this is one of the best things that I've gotten for, it was myself, for, for myself actually. Um, this is one of the best things to have on my birthday is one of the best games I've ever played and one of the cult classic works of art. It's not just a game. This is a work of art that I enjoyed in this. And this this game, absolutely, it, it, this is the part that I argue about to the Roger, the Robert Eberts of the world who claim that video games is an art. I think I, by this time, you know, I'll, God rest his soul, but this has been, you know, far removed since uh, Robert Patton, uh, I'm sorry, Ro uh, Roger Ebert has been uh, with us in this world. But I think it's safe to say now, comic books i mean yeah comic books too but video games is absolutely an art and you gotta if, if there's a art gallery of games that you would have to you know have scott pilgrim needs to be one of those uh games that needs to be framed on the wall to see for everybody to see so there you have it folks that will do it for this edition of select start everybody thank you so very much i know we had a lot of really stressful hard days this uh for the past couple weeks it's been crazy i mean crazy 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 but i am glad that many of you have uh stayed to check this show out to allow myself to talk about other things that will take you away from the real world for a sec or hour or so and just reflect on what we love and that is video games i i'm so grateful that you have taken the time to download subscribe to this show and i hope that you continue to do so as things hopefully gets better in 2021 hopefully we'll all be vaccinated hopefully we'll all find a way to have peace with each other and hopefully we'll all work together to make it all better for everybody so there you have it, folks. Um, thank you again. You can check this episode out on TalkTimeLive.com. All of our episodes are on that website, as well as our exclusive episodes is on there. Again, like I said, I am going to repost the uh, David D'Angelo interview in the coming weeks uh, leading up to the review of Cyber Shadow. And also up there now is the video version of myself uh, with the uh, cast of Naruto Shippuden, which yes, that includes my friend Molly Flanagan and a host of others, including Steve Bloom, and <laughs> including uh, Yuri Lonthal, including Tara Platt. Of course, both of them are um, that Sasuke Uchiha and uh, Tamari, but also known as Spider-Man and Yuri Lonthal from the PlayStation 4 and 5 games as well. They're all, and along with a horde of other cast members from the TV show, is uh, from the anime show is on air as well, as we hosted a virtual Q&A in the summer of 2020. And that's available now. That's on Talk Time Live now. You can find it on there. It's on the top of the page. I will be there when this posts up as well. And then also, it is on the exclusive as well. So if you go to the exclusive page, you can find it there. When you click on the cast of Naruto, you can see, watch it or you can listen to it as well so it's all there it's a great great virtual uh panel it's the one that started me on this journey of doing video interviews 
And I should also say that I am working on some new interviews for this year as well. So wish me luck. Stay tuned. And you never know who's going to turn up on here and talk time live for an exclusive. So uh, if you want to subscribe and download, you could do so on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn. I got to extend this by saying Audible. uh, pocket cast and i believe uh pandora as well they're all available there you can subscribe to whatever your favorite uh, podcast platform is and never miss a beat there so folks thank you again this sunday of course today is friday the 15th if you're listening to this today or if you're not it's the 15th which means wandavision is out the first two episodes of wandavision is available on disney plus right now as soon as i finish this i'm gonna go in there directly enjoy this talk uh and 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 check it out i heard it was really good and we're gonna talk about my thoughts on that as well as looking back at the scott pilgrim versus the world movie and why this game why that movie was so significant for a lot of reasons it's just an incredible thing so we're going to talk about all that plus all the news that's going on in our world and i believe one of the things that we're going to uh that i should note is that batwoman is going to premiere that night as well too with the brand new uh batwoman as well so um lots to talk about january is here and that means a whole bunch of new shows and the cw universe is coming back the Arrowverse is coming back after COVID has hit them hard so i'm looking forward to uh checking all this out so we we're going to have really full filled shows coming up soon so folks thank you so very much again that'll do it for me on behalf of myself this is dax xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games and of course each other this is acmg presents talk time live i am out of here take care be safe and have a great one Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.